Hey y'all, get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it. At least not thoroughly, anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're going to cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Bedroom Talks podcast, where we get financially intimate. If you are listening to this on, or excuse me, in the Wealth Builders Unite Facebook group, you'll see that today I have my little bestie with me, my dog, Ace. He is a Yorkshire Terrier. He is a pain in my behind, but I love him. And you get the pleasure of uh, enjoying a visual of his company today. Um, Hopefully he doesn't jump off the bed and make noise because those of you who are listening, if he does that, you will hear some walking around, but hopefully he stays and is good today. Anyways, okay, so today we're going to talk about something that is so crucial, so instrumental to uh, being financially responsible, being budget friendly, and just being mindful of your finances overall. Okay. And it's a topic that many people, uh, um, especially in the coaching world or business owners and things like that are not going to talk to you about. And I don't even hear many financial experts talk about this either. Okay. You might be thinking, as I'm, as I'm sharing this, why is she telling us this stuff? Why is she giving away these secrets when she's a coach and she has courses and she wants people to, uh, you know, trust her as a business owner financially? Um, it might surprise you that I am basically going to tell you how to recognize when you're being sold to and the tricks and tactics that you can use to say no when you feel like somebody's being pushy. But here's the thing. I know, number one, that what I offer, the program that I have, the courses that I offer have value. I know the same is true for other coaches. But even if what I have isn't what you want, 
you don't have to spend your money on it. Okay? Same is true in everywhere. All right? What you want and or need, as long as it fits in your budget, go ahead. Do it. But if you are not in a position where you can financially make something work, or if you really truly don't want what something somebody is selling to you, pay attention to what I'm going to tell you in this podcast episode and utilize these tactics. Because some of you, and I know this because I personally have been there, maybe there's a tendency to be a people pleaser. Maybe there's a history of just not being aware of, you know, when people try to sell you something and the fact that you can actually say no. Maybe, maybe that's not something that you're well-versed in. Maybe, maybe you're not um, extremely confident in that. I have a client that I'm working with right now that we're working on that because for years she was easily manipulated and by most of these sales tactics, okay? So I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. And as I'm talking, some of these other points that I have that I really want to share right now are going to come out, okay? So think about it like this, or, or let, me, let, me, let me set the stage in this capacity. You come across something on your Facebook feed, and you're like, hmm, that's interesting. You know, I'm not really sure I want that, but I'm curious about it. Or maybe it is something that you're desiring and you want to know more. And you reach out to the person to get more information. And really, you're just seeking to understand and to get more information because you want to consider as an option, but you may not be ready to do it at the time. Okay, that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is a friend is doing a virtual party of some sort uh, for a seemingly MLM company that may or may not present themselves as a as an MLM, maybe they do. And you're like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll support my friend, no big deal. And in the middle of this process, you're not only getting messages from your friend about, hey, did you get a chance to look at the catalog? Hey, is there any questions that you have? You know, hey, are you thinking about ordering? What's your favorite? you know, item that you're looking at, uh, you know, things like that. You're getting those messages from your friend, but simultaneously, you're also getting those messages from the uh, person that they're hosting for, the person who actually sells for that company, the consultant, okay? It's frustrating, right? It's frustrating when you're getting those messages from somebody you don't know, and you're simultaneously getting those messages from your friend. I'm going to tell you right now, your friend is most likely not even aware that that consultant is messaging them. And so they're having them do double work because here's why. It's been proven that if you message people over and over and over again, people will get annoyed with you and they're either going to engage with you or they're going to block you. More often than not, they're going to start conversating back 
and saying, hey, sorry, not interested, da da da, whatever. And then they're gonna bring in their sales tactics, tactics, and they're gonna try to persuade you to change your mind. And more than half people do. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about how to stand firm in what you're saying so that you can stand up to people when they try to persuade you when it's something you really don't want to do or you really can't afford it even if you feel like you do want to do it okay so number one is to understand these sales tactics okay we have to recognize when we're being sold to all right pay attention to the conversations that you're having with these people Pay attention to the questions that they're asking you and kind of use, you know, that intuition to hone in on what is the bottom line that they're getting to. All right. So they often, these tactics often appeal to our emotions and desires, and they aim to create a sense of urgency or convince us that we need a particular product or service. Okay. Some of the common tactics that they use is one, a scarcity mindset, right? They create a sense of limited availability or time sensitive offers. Things like, you know, you only have three days left or there's only five items left in this, you know, in this batch, um, you know, hurry up. There's only three hours left, things like that. Right. And, Sometimes it makes sense to do that. If it's something that you really need, really want, and can afford, maybe that's the perfect opportunity for you to hone in on something like that because maybe that sale really is going away. And we'll probably talk a little bit later about how that works, but half the time, I'd say more than half the time, that sale really is not going away, okay? Social proof. Highlighting testimonials or endorsements from satisfied customers and clients. Now, I will preface that uh, testimonials and reviews are definitely instrumental to businesses, okay? It's hard as a consumer to trust a company when there's not a whole lot of testimonials and reviews out there, right? Because you're like, oh, well, I don't really know anything about them. But we'll take a look at what the person is doing. Are they being overly pushy? with their sales and testimonies. If, if you're like, you know what, I just, I don't really know about this company a whole lot, so I'm not really sure if I wanna, you know, take that journey yet. And then they send you five or six different reviews or testimonials because you mentioned that you weren't really sure if you could trust the company. Mm, maybe that's a little pushy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just kind of like use that sense of intuition that you have on how you feel with the way that they're responding to your concerns or you were like, eh, I'm not sure. Okay. Fear of missing out is another tactic they use. They leverage the fear of missing out on a great deal or opportunity similar to that scarcity mindset. And they go further into, you know, Hey, you know, we're doing a 50% off sale, but you know, if you don't get in on this now, we're not going to do this again. This offer is not going to be presented ever again. Things like that. Okay. And then there's the emotional appeal, tugging at your heartstrings or triggering emotional responses to make a sale. Um, 
commercials about animals and children are some of the biggest things that this happens with. And don't get me wrong. I truly believe if you have a heart to help and it's in, I'm, 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 I'm going to preface this because I am a believer and I do believe in tithes and offering and there's a space for that. Okay. And wherever you believe that you're supposed to do that, great, do that. Okay. But outside of that, if you have a desire to do even more and you have it in your budget and you come across something you're like, oh, I haven't thought about it like that before, by all means, by all means, consider it. Okay. But if you, you have no, there's no way that you can afford something, even if it's tugging at your heartstrings, sit on that for a while. Okay. Sit on that for a while, run the numbers. Don't just let that immediate emotional response make you make a decision right then. Okay. Now, the next one kind of sort of mentioned this little bit already, and that's trusting your instincts. Okay. You have instincts for a reason and more often than not, your instincts are correct. All right. When engaging in sales pitches, you have to listen to your instincts. It's so critical. If you feel that something's off or too good to be true, it likely is. Okay, it likely is. Trust your instincts. It can help you to navigate through the deceptive tactics and make informed decisions. Okay, informed decisions. The next one I want to talk about is research and due diligence. Okay, before making any purchase, take the time to research and gather information. The example I was talking about earlier is you know you're you're uh, a guest in somebody's MLM virtual party and you haven't really heard of the company before. You know they're usually about a week or so long. Take some time to research the company outside of just what they're providing in that, you know, that virtual Facebook group or whatever, they're now doing virtual Facebook events too. Uh, take some time to research, whatever it is, even if it's not, to, not that situation, whatever the situation is that you're being presented, take some time to research the company, research comparisons between other similar companies, research the prices, research the reviews, do it all, okay? And look for unbiased reviews specifically, all right? So when you look at the reviews, some of them, you're going to be able to tell that maybe there's something else going on here. And so while they might have some sort of a valid point, there might not be the whole truth. So just kind of look at a variety of the reviews and get an understanding of what's going on for all of the reviews, all right? And you can even uh, do a comparison on the product's value, okay? Take my uh, financial coaching group, for example. Um, and, and I don't know very many people that do coaching groups with finances. Uh, so that might be a little bit trickier, but you can just look up financial coaching and get an idea of how much that costs, but also what you get out of it. Right? So it's not just about the cost, it's about the whole value of what you're getting. Look at the whole perspective. 
Okay, that's just like when you go and you buy something, you're like, oh, bread, buy the off brand because it's cheaper. I will be the first one to tell you cheaper is not always better. Okay, you gotta look at the quality. The quality is where the value is. Okay, it's the same thing with a service. All right, now, this is another area that is so instrumental to helping you make informed decisions. So trust in your instincts, doing the research. This is all after you've understood some of these sales, sales tactics, tactics. So after the, some of the stuff we already talked about, hopefully you have a better understanding. So the next time that you're being pitched to, some of these triggers can go off and you're like, hold on, hold on, let me pay attention. So trust your instincts, do the research, right? So then what's next? Set boundaries. Set boundaries, okay? Saying no is an essential skill that helps you to manage your finances, okay? I will say it like this, and I can't take this for myself. I have heard this many times before. Saying no is a complete sentence. You can even, if you want to be kind, say no thank you. Either way, it's a complete sentence, okay? Understand that. Believe that. Stand firm in that, all right? So how do we set boundaries? How do we set boundaries when it comes to being sold to? Practicing assertiveness is so key to that, all right? This is something that I really had to work hard on because I am a former people pleaser. I'll say technically I'm kind of still in recovery, still some remnants there, but we're working through it. But especially in this area, okay? Practice assertiveness. Practice it with your friends. Practice it with a spouse. Practice it with whoever you can think of. Or practice it with yourself in the mirror, okay? Clearly express your decision and stand firm in that. I had a conversation recently with somebody that I'm, I'm in a program to uh, work on something that I wanted to work on. It was, you know, just a very short amount of time. I already knew like I wasn't going to need a whole lot. I just needed a quick reset. And it was something that most people wouldn't choose, but I for certain knew that it was best for me at the time. And they basically were kind of selling me on being able to do what they did. And I just knew that that wasn't for me. I'm not an MLM salesy person and I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I also have multiple things I'm doing. I work a full-time job. I run a business on the side. I have courses. I'm an adjunct professor and I serve a ministry and I have a life. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have no space for anything else. And I've done a lot of things over the years to help put myself in a better mental space because I was stressing myself out because I was trying to do everything for everybody and be everything to everybody. And I was putting myself last. And I said, no more, no more of that. Okay. So they presented this opportunity to me and I just basically was like, you know what? I appreciate that. I understand the amount of money that I can make for it with it. I understand that it might appear to be in line with what I do with helping people build wealth. But unfortunately for the boundaries that I set in my life right now for my own mental health, that doesn't fit my schedule. 
So I'm gonna pass for now. And the response, because of how firm I was in my statement was, oh, I understand, I respect that. Maybe it's not the time right now. Maybe maybe later is, another, is, is a good time. Cool, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not even gonna engage any further in that conversation because that opens the door for something else. And I already know if they come back to me later and ask that question again, the answer is still gonna be no. Okay? Use I statements. You listen to the example that I just gave you. There was lots of I statements in there, okay? State your reasons for declining without feeling obligated to provide detailed explanations. I'm gonna pause right there and I'm gonna say this. And I know there's a lot of coaches who are listening to this episode and they're gonna be like, ah, no. If you 100% feel like either you don't want what they're offering, don't need what they're offering, or truly, 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 truly cannot afford what they're offering, I wouldn't even bring up finances. I would not even bring that up as an example or, or a reason for saying no. I wouldn't say, you know what, you know, I was thinking about it, but it's just, I just can't afford it right now. I wouldn't even bring that up because they're going to try and sell you further. They're going to try and give you sales and things like that. But again, I know some of you coaches are listening and you're probably going to cringe and be like, why is she saying this? Because, because I love my people. I love my people and I want the best for them. Okay. If you truly want or need a product or service that somebody is offering you, especially, or I'd say most importantly, if you're struggling financially or you don't have clarity on whether you can truly afford something, by all means, bring that up. Because there may likely be something that person can do, whether it be a sale or a discount or something like that to be able to work with you, especially service providers. Now, I will preface for the benefit of my coaches and service providers that are listening, don't devalue the person, okay? Don't use that as a tactic to get something cheaper when you can afford it, okay? Please do not do that, that is disrespectful. But if you truly cannot afford something and it's something you really, I, I'm not even say really want, maybe, maybe the want sometimes, but if it's something you truly, truly, truly need and you just feel like, God, I really, really need to do this right now. Or I really love to do this right now, but it's just not going to work for me financially. There may be something that they can do to help work around that. Maybe for a season, it might be giving you bits and pieces of what they have without bringing you onto the full program at a price that's affordable to you. And when it's affordable to you, then you can work into the actual full program. Or maybe there's a product that you can use that'll kind of get you started, but you're not in the full uh, thing that you want or whatever. Um, trying to think of both services and products here. Um, you can't use these types of tactics on things like, you know, Amazon and whatever, but here's what you can do. 
when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see ads, when you're on Amazon and looking at things, or when you're, you know, listening to watching TV and you're hearing commercials or you're in stores or whatever, and you get this urge and you're like, Oh, I see this. And Oh my God, that's a great deal. And Oh my God. That's, you know, that's, that's that. Oh, I really have to have that. If you weren't already thinking about it, if you weren't already planning to get that because you either needed it or wanted it and don't currently have the extra money for it, regardless of how much it was on sale for, you didn't save any money. You spent money that you didn't have. Okay. The marketing tactics used in the sales process to get you to believe that you saved money on something that you weren't even planning on buying in the first place. Okay. So here's my rule. If I get that urge to buy something and I, I am like, Oh God, I really want to spend the money on that. I really want to get that. I'm going to ask myself a couple of questions. One, I'm going to take 24 to 48 hours before I make a decision and say yes or no. Then I'm going to ask myself, do I need this or do I want this? If I want this, can I afford it right now? If I can't afford it right now, can I save for it and how long is that going to take me? Even if it's on sale currently, guess what? Chances are sales coming back. If it's something that I need, can I afford it? If I can't afford it right now, is it possible for me to save for it? Can I manage, you know, a length of time to save for it? If not, how am I going to make this work financially? Okay, we have to consider those things. If I feel don't take anything else out of this entire episode, I hope that you take that piece and implement that piece. Okay. Now I said it before and I'm going to reiterate this. There's power in the word. No, there is power in the word. No, when you say no, it can be empowering for yourself. It can be empowering for yourself. You got to be careful because sometimes we can say no to the things that we really need that are right for us. But that's where that uh, it trusting your instincts, doing the research and utilizing that uh, process of waiting to 24 to 48 hours and thinking about, you know, the questions that I mentioned, the need versus want and can I afford it or not. Putting all of that together will help you when you need to say yes to something, right? And it's also going to help you when you need to say no to something. And chances are what's going to happen, and forgive me, I didn't mention this before, if you wait that 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, and you're asking yourself those questions, chances are if it's not something you really truly wanted, but that urge was trying to push you toward it because the sale was so good, it's going to dissipate just like a craving just like a food craving. It's the same thing. It's going to dissipate. But when you come to the decision and go, you know what? 
you know, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to pass. And you actually do that. It feels empowering. And then the next time that situation comes across, it's not going to take you much longer to figure out how to come to that decision and go, no, thank you. And you're going to get to a point, the more that you do that, to where as soon as somebody presents an offer to you that you're like, nope, that's too salesy, not going to happen, immediately you know what to do. And you don't have to give too much of that time to process. All right? As a method of reflection, I want you to consider... Um, I want you to consider this quote. As we acquire more things, we find ourselves possessed by our possessions. The art of letting go, moving on, forgiving others, forgiving ourselves, of understanding that life is a journey is one we all must master. Marianne Williamson. Life is a journey. Because life is a journey, it's critical that we be mindful of the decisions that we're making, especially with our finances, because it can cause us to miss some really great opportunities in the future. Which brings me to a discussion about a workshop that I'm having. And yes, I just talked about sales tactics and how to say no. And I'm going to talk to you about a workshop that I'm having and invite you to it. <laughs> You're free to choose. And this workshop is free. It's a virtual workshop, two-day workshop. And I am going to teach you in this workshop how to achieve financial mastery. I'm going to help you to unlock the strategies for achieving long-term security and success with your finances. If you're interested in learning more, go to www.financialabundanceblueprint.com forward slash workshop, or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. And I'm just going to leave that at that. The choice is yours. Remember that empowering yourself to recognize the sales tactics and say no is an essential skill on your financial journey. By understanding the strategies used to influence us and learn to set boundaries, we can take control of our financial well-being. 100%. I thank you for joining me. If you have insight, thoughts, comments, questions, anything of that nature, feel free to pop them in the comments. And don't forget to come back next week for another episode of Bedroom Talks, where we get financially intimate. <laughs>